Hey everyone, you are listening to episode number 12, and today I am talking about the three R's to make the most out of your summer. You are listening to I'm Not Your Shrink, a podcast about changing the dialogue in your life. I am Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical health psychologist and couples therapist. Each week we talk about everyday issues that people face with the intention of helping you to feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live your life. Today is episode number 12, and today's episode is the last episode of season one. I am beyond thrilled that so many of you have tuned in and listened over the past few months. If you listened to episode two, All About Fear, you know that one of my biggest fears that kept stopping me from releasing a podcast was that nobody would listen. It wasn't the first episode that brought me so much vulnerability, but actually the second. My thoughts of what if no one tunes in again? And I kept telling myself, 20, if the number could be 20, and then I dared to dream a little bit bigger, and I said 50, and then I dared even more to dream bigger, and then I said 100, and now 12 episodes in with over 3,300 downloads, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing the episodes, and supporting this work, and more so for giving me feedback. So many of you have left me reviews, have sent me messages about how these episodes have touched you, and this is what is so meaningful, and it was truly the intention behind creating a podcast, and that was to reach more people. So thank you to all of you. I will be back for season two in a few months with more great guests and topics. I have lined up some topics and episodes on love and relationships, sex, one of my favorite topics, friendship, parenting, and more issues to help you live your best life. I would love for you to keep in touch. To do this, you can head over to drtracyd.com and sign up for my email list, which I have called the permission list. This email list is dedicated to giving you permission in your life to let go of difficult thoughts and feelings and to live your best life. I hope you will sign up so we can keep in touch. Now let's move into talking about my three R's to make your summer filled with wellness. In Ottawa, we thrive in our summer months, particularly this year, as we had an incredibly long winter. Now, normally snow is on the ground for maybe three or four months, but this year it was snow on top of ice, on top of snow, on top of ice for six months. And I definitely struggled in how I was feeling. I felt more down, my energy was lower, I wanted to sleep and hibernate, and my clients echoed the same things. So thriving in the summer months is so key. So let's talk about three ingredients that you can put into place to ensure that you are making the most of these summer months. But before we start, I want you to pause for a second. Pause whatever it is that you are doing. And I want us to set an intention. Why an intention? Well, Wayne Dyer, a motivational speaker, therapist, and best-selling author, said in his book, The Power of Intention, that the intention is the power to manifest, to create, to live a life of unlimited abundance. This is quite important 
that if we can set something, it'll help us move forward in the life that we want. And this is also combined with research that if we write down ways that we want to be, research shows that we are more likely to act in these ways. So let's take this moment to set an intention. Wherever you are, let's pause. Now, if you're driving or you're biking or walking or actively chopping vegetables, don't close your eyes. But if you can, close your eyes for a moment and just shift your focus to your breath. And I want you to just notice, just notice for a moment that breath coming in through the nose and out through the nose. And pausing here for a few breaths. Noticing how the breath feels cool coming in through the nose and how it feels warm coming out through the nose. And take this moment when I ask you, what is the first word or image or sentence that pops into your mind for how you want to be this summer? And then allowing yourself to take another slow breath. Now, if you can, I want you to write that down. And this is what I want you to use each day this summer to help guide you and the actions you take to reach wellness. So let's get into the three R's. My first R for this summer is rest. We are in a culture right now where people pride themselves on being busy. Ask anyone on any day how they are and the response is often, yeah, yeah, I've been busy. And so often we measure our self-worth by how busy we are or our self-worth is measured on our productivity. And the belief sounds like this. If I am busy, then it means I am good enough, means I am worthy. If I do things and keep doing rather than being, then I am okay. What is your if-then sentence about taking rest? If I take rest, it means what? What does it mean about you? Your self-worth is not based on your productivity. You as a person does not matter about how busy you are. We need rest. Each day, I receive messages on Instagram from people running their own business, inviting me to join their team. How cool it is that people take risks and put themselves out there. But the selling tactic is what scares me. When I respond saying I'm filled up with my own projects and I'm not able to, to contribute, you know, keep rocking what you're doing, they come back saying that in my downtime of 10 to 15 minutes, I could be doing this. And it's the idea that even in my downtime, I should be working. But when do we rest? Guys, the kids are out. The dog is upstairs barking. I have to press pause and I will be right back. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that my dog, Lachlan, he's a Westie. He often hangs around with me while I'm working, so he's here with me again. And how real is this? Balancing all of the struggles of what life brings. So let's jump back into what we're talking about here. When do we rest? One of my colleagues on Instagram recently posted, shout out to Dr. Anne-Louise Lockhart, a child psychologist who provides so many great resources for parenting, posted the difference between self-control and self-discipline. And I thought it was so bang on for the idea of rest. Self-discipline says, go, keep going. Don't ever stop. Don't give up. Now, working hard is key when you're working towards your goals and you want to be able to accomplish things. It's important. But self-control is a discipline put in place in the face of pressure 
from an immediate urge, desire, or compulsion. I challenge you to practice self-control this summer. If you need to rest, rest. If it's a sunny day outside, self-discipline says, go, keep going, go outside, be in the sun. We don't get many sunny days. But if your body is telling you to slow down, honor the message of what your body is saying. There will be many sunny days ahead. Take time to tune into what your body says and honor it. That is part of rest. Now, what are the ways you might choose to rest? You might start to prioritize your sleep. Go to bed at a time that allows you to get your optimal amount of sleep. This is a fundamental piece to wellness. People need, on average, 6 to 12 hours of sleep each night. Now, that depends on who you are. That depends on your age. For myself, my window is 7.5 to 8 hours. So I ensure that I get that amount. Many of my clients are surprised when we address sleep and they see its positive impact on their mood and ability to cope. And if you haven't listened to my self-care episode, that's episode number four, head over to it after this episode. I talk about prioritizing you as a form of self-care and that can even be in that moment before bed. Maybe you're on your phone or social media. Ask yourself, is this what feels good right now? Or is this what I need in this moment? And then making the choice to do what you need in that moment. That is a form of rest. Perhaps instead of committing to all of the social events or all of the work projects, maybe you choose just a few that will work for you. Find ways to slow down. Read a book. Read a book for leisure. Or listen to a podcast on a topic that isn't work-related. Take a moment to do some conscious breathing. Connect with the earth. Put your feet in the grass. Sit under a tree and just watch the leaves or say no to things. And you might even rest from self-help. It's important that we work on ourselves. We are always growing and changing, but there are also times to rest. And perhaps you might even put on a relaxation exercise or a mindfulness exercise. Now this leads me to my next R. The second R for optimizing your summer is recognize the present moment. Let me give you this example. How many times can you say that you were truly in the shower? No, I mean in it. Of course you're in it every time you step in it. Your body's there. The water washes over you, but your mind isn't always there. Your mind is at work or it's at the last argument you had with a loved one or it's on the grocery list, or your next meeting, or the to-do list. Or sometimes, you might even start being in the shower, and you smell the soap, but then your mind wanders. Maybe it sounds like this. Hmm, the soap smells good. Oh, I need more soap. When was the last time I bought soap? I need to go to the store. I wonder if that store will also have my favorite drink. Oh, I remember having that favorite drink with my friend, and she was talking about this, and I wonder how my friend's doing. And then I wonder, X leads to Y, and... You get the idea. Our minds wander. And this is what our minds do. We have something like 40 to 50,000 thoughts a day. I'm going to say that again. On average, we have 40 to 50,000 thoughts a day. You can imagine all of the things we think about. Our thoughts and feelings are important, but we also know they lead us to do things. And sometimes if we're on autopilot, we're not acting with intention. Now, mind-wandering is shown to lead to unhappiness. 
And mind wandering is just that experience in the shower. It's that moment when we do something and we're on autopilot or we go from A to B and we don't remember how we get there or we go into a room and we can't remember why we went into that room. That's not being present. That's not being in this moment. If you're in a meeting and you're thinking about picking up your kids and whether the youngest will have a tantrum to get into the car seat, that's mind wandering. I get it. I have those thoughts too. While our minds tell us that it is productive to do this, it actually isn't. Instead of mind wandering, the focus is to be in this moment, to be present. Presence leads to happiness. Now, presence is a mind process. So for example, I know that I am here with you right now. I know that my belly is hungry or, you know, recognizing my dog barking again or um, feeling the sensations in my legs that they're crossed as I sit on the floor. Instead of following these sensations or thoughts, I stay here with you. I am in this moment. I can notice it, but I'm not following them. The second hour for the summer is to recognize the present moment. Step out of the mind chatter. Some people talk about it as being the monkey mind where it's just kind of all over the place and it's not focused and it just has all of these thoughts and we react on that. So instead, allow yourself to observe this moment. And if the mind starts to chat or starts to wander, just notice that and then bring it back to this moment. One tool that is helpful to ease mind chatter is to carve out specific time in a day or in a week where you will think about difficult issues. This could be your problem solving time, or we even talk about carving out worry time. Anything that you worry about, if it pops up during the day, you say to yourself, I'm not going to worry about this right now because that time is at 5 p.m., 5 to 5.30, that's the time I get to worry. You could also set time in the week to plan. We use Sunday nights to plan the week ahead. We look at what our meals will be. We look at what errands and meetings we have. This also helps us to be more present during the week. Okay, so now how can you do something each day to get out of your mind? On Instagram, I posted an exercise called 54321. Now to do this exercise, you're going to use all of your senses. So you will notice five things that you can see, four things that you can feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell or taste, and then one slow breath. You might also, in your normal routine, like brushing your teeth, I mentioned the shower, you might try to slow down and use all of your senses in this moment. What does this smell like? What's the sensation on your skin or your teeth? You might also take a moment to push your feet into the ground and take five slow breaths. Or when you're out on a walk, go for a walk, that's one way to get present, but also look up. Look up at what's around you. You can look up an exercise around mindful walking and that is about feeling your feet and your shoes and how they fit against the ground that you're walking on and just noticing the movement of your leg. Working out could also be a way to get out of your mind. When I'm working with clients who are runners or bikers, I can often use this as an example of mindfulness because we know that if you are on your bike and you're thinking about your next business meeting and you're not looking where you want to go, 
you're more likely to bump into someone or to make a wrong turn or to miss a bump, something. So this is a way of getting present. Take a few slow breaths. And if you notice that your mind is somewhere else, that's okay. Remember, this is what minds do. Return to the breath. Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. You know I am all about caring for ourselves, especially in these busy years with our young kids. We are pulled in so many directions, but I think it's so important for us to find ways to nurture ourselves that require no additional time from us. I should probably let you in on one of my favorite things to do to look after me, and that is to get a good night's sleep on amazing sheets. I am beyond thrilled to bring you Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products with an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for my listeners. We've got a code. It's SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Now, I didn't believe it until I tried them, but I firmly stand by my sleep improving with the temperature regulating technology, which adapts to your body's needs. For the past year, I have not slept on any other brand of sheets. Cozy Earth uses the very best fabrics, materials, and wares, offering superior softness for you to sink into at the end of those long days. I look forward to getting into bed, and we've been loving the sheets for over a year and their sleepwear is so unbelievably soft and it's made with such great quality. But the best part is that if you're worried about commitment, enjoy a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty on all of your purchases. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code SHRINK for an exclusive 35% off and give the luxury she deserves with Cozy Earth. Support for today's episode comes from Loop Earplugs. For so long after having children, I kept wondering why I was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom. The noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom, and instead, my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using Loop Engage to help dampen the sound around me. And these Loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation. I still hear Greg. I can still hear the kids. I love that they are so comfortable and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you. The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code Loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. Now my third R for wellness this summer is reach out and connect. Reach out to your relationships. We are hardwired to connect. There is research that supports that our brains are wired to be with others. For example, we have mirror neurons, which are these really cool neurons in our brain that mirror back what other people do. Have you ever noticed how if you are walking down the street and you pass someone who's smiling, that once they've passed, you've let a smile come across your face as well? 
or that you take on your partner's experience and expression in a moment, or our children reflect back to us what they see in us. These are mere neurons in action, but at times we are not connecting to people. What gets in the way of you connecting with those in your life? Are you busy? Is it time? Is it scheduling? Is it being touched out at the end of the day after being with the kids? Or maybe you are connecting, but it's through our devices. Now, the challenge that many of us face is that we connect online through emails or texting more than we have ever been able to do. And it's actually really cool. I mean, we have more accessibility to connect with people. But the challenge is that we are feeling, in general, reports are showing we are feeling more and more isolated and disconnected. And the challenge is that we also see one's highlight reel and we don't see the struggles that other people are having. I often hear from clients that they compare themselves and wonder why their life is not as positive or adventure-filled. And I get it. I, I compare myself as well. And I know that our engagement on social media, while it's positive to connect with people, there are times where it becomes too much and it affects our own security, our own feelings about ourselves, and the emotional connection with people we love. Our social connections are so important. We now have solid research evidence that shows that having more diverse and rewarding social relationships impacts one's ability to have better physical health and greater longevity. We see this in a recent study that reviewed 148 studies. That's with 300,000 individuals. That social connection is comparable to other risk factors, including smoking, excessive alcohol consumption, obesity, and lack of physical activity. And we have known for a long time that loneliness and isolation is connected to poor health and health conditions like cardiovascular disease and an increased experience of depression and shorter life expectancy. So we know that social connection is a pillar in living a meaningful and healthy life. So here are just a few ideas that you might decide to get social connection in your life. Get outside of yourself. Ask those around you how they are doing and what they are up to. Renew the art of small talk. Make conversation and just notice how you feel afterwards. As I say this, I'm cognizant that many people often say, I don't know how to do small talk anymore. And yes, I hear that. And the struggle that is if you keep telling yourself that you don't know how to do this, then you're right. You won't know how to do it. So take a risk and just try it. Spend some family time. Spend some intentional time where you are not connected to anything else but what is right in front of you. And that means putting your to-do list and the next thing on hold. Call a friend. Recently, a dear friend of mine and I had an impromptu phone call. Now, we typically text each other every day. We try to see each other once a week. But life has gotten so busy lately that we haven't been able to see each other as often. So we had a phone call. And we both reflected on how nice it was to hear each other's voice and have this time together. So call a friend. It doesn't have to be planned. Make a last minute plan. I know for myself, being with children, I can get focused on the to-do. I have to do naps, I have to do meals, the tasks at home, I have to prepare for the week. And this gets, I guess I would say it gets familiar or it gets comfortable or it's just known 
but I always feel better after I see other people and I always have to give myself that push. Now, if you wait for the motivation and energy to see people, you will be putting the cart before the horse. And we often do this. We wait until we have the energy to do something before we go and do it. And I'm going to tell you, if we wait, we will likely not engage. But there is so much to gain from doing something, even without the energy. So I'm asking you this summer to not wait for motivation and go and do it because it's part of your intention and it's part of your wellness and because you will feel better afterwards. So in conclusion of my three R's for wellness this summer, rest. In a culture where we thrive on being busy, allow yourself to pause and rest. You do not need to schedule something every single minute and Give yourself permission to have downtime. Recognize the present moment. Find some way to get out of your mind at least once a day. These can be things that are more formal and scheduled, like going to yoga or meditation and mindfulness, or they can be impromptu and on the fly, like being in the shower or brushing your teeth or on the drive into work. They do not need to be big or time-consuming but you need to find a way to integrate them into your life. Don't wait for the vacation days to be present. Do it each day. Reach out to others and rejoice in your relationships. Get connected. Each day, find a way to connect outside of yourself, no matter how big or small. It can be someone that you pass on the street, at the grocery store. And guys, when I see moms out there by themselves, I love to say hello or I comment on the stroller or something because that connection just feels so good. Whoever it is, reach out and connect. So I'm challenging you today. What will be your moments each day to engage in the summer months to live well and be connected to yourself. Here I am wrapping up episode 12 and connecting with you guys. Thank you so much for sharing and tuning into season one of I'm Not Your Shrink. I have absolutely loved hearing from all of you. And if you are so inclined, I would love to hear more from you. I look forward to bringing more episodes to you in season two. And of course, if you want to continue to follow along with me, head over to my Instagram at dr.tracyd or I'm on Facebook or subscribe to my newsletter. And remember, you are right where you need to be. Remember, this podcast is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in. Fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.